Hey there, I'm Krista, your host for the Birding Tools Podcast. Each week, I'll delve into the wonderful world of birds for birding beginners and those wanting to get the lowdown on what goes into bird watching and identifying birds. Let's get started. First, I wanted to let you know I've just created a new Birding Tools Facebook community group, so if you'd like to engage with other birders, post your bird photos or questions, and more, I'd love to see you over there. I'll be adding the link to our podcast show notes, or you can search on Facebook for the Birding Tools community. Also, for the week of 12 October only, I'm running a field guide giveaway. So I'm grateful for the opportunity to connect with all of you on here and on social media. So I'm giving you the opportunity to enter to win a new bird field guide of your choice. All you have to do is send me your name, email, and a photo of you birding in a Google Forms link that I'll post in the show notes at birdingtools.com. The opportunity closes on 16 October, so be sure to go in and enter. Even if you don't win a new guide in this round, don't worry, I'll be doing more giveaways and we'll have other fun opportunities in the future. So this week on the Birding Tools podcast, I'm going to be telling you all about the Global Big Day and Global Bird Weekend going on this upcoming weekend, the 17th and 18th of October. So Saturday, the 17th of October is the global big day of birding, and the whole weekend is dedicated to the global birding weekend. Of course, the word global in both events lets you know that they are in fact global and around the world, and people will be participating from around the world. The Global Big Day is run through eBird, a bird database that originally launched in 2002 by the Cornell Lab of Ornithology and the National Audubon Society. If you know what eBird is and you've used it before, then that's awesome, and I'd love to hear about your observations. If you're new to birding or haven't yet gotten started with eBird, I'll be diving into what it is and how to get started here in just a little bit. So first, eBird is a way for people around the world to store their bird observations, photos, and sound recordings, and make them available to scientists, educators, and birders around the world. Ultimately, it helps with conservation and helps to understand bird movements and needs on a global level. As a new eBirder, beware though, it can be quite addicting to keep building on your bird list. Oh, and did I mention that it's free? The first global big day was May 9th, 2015, which originally was created as an effort to expand and inform about the global reach that eBird has. At the time, the goal was to reach 4,000 recorded bird species over that one 24-hour period. And keep in mind that that's a little less than half of all the bird species in the world. Initially, this was a push to add species to the online bird database, but it ended up being so wildly successful that now it's an annual event. The number of species recorded ended up surpassing the goal at nearly 6,000 species with over 44,000 checklists submitted from around 14,000 people. That's a lot of birds and a lot of people. So this one day birding challenge really connects people with other birders around the world and helps to study global bird diversity. But ultimately the goal is to inspire people to watch and count birds on other days during the year too, and to add to our knowledge about birds overall, to add to the database, and to better understand how birds are moving across landscapes. What's really incredible on the global big day this past May 9th, 2020, 
Birdwatchers set a new world record for the most number of birds recorded in one day at 2.1 million bird observations with nearly 6,500 species. The most likely reason all the previous year's numbers were blown out of the water was likely because we're facing a global pandemic and people are looking for new opportunities to connect with nature and birds wherever they're able to. And birds have really become a wonderful getaway for so many people, including me. So what's different about the event coming up this weekend for the Global Bird Weekend? Well, in association with the Cornell Lab of Ornithology and eBird, the Global Bird Weekend was originally created by Tim Appleton, who's the co-founder of Bird Fair, as a way to have fun together as a birding community and to record observations during migration, as well as raise funds for conservation efforts. The aim of the event is to have as many people as possible come together to join on the 17th and 18th of October to record observations on eBird. So on the 17th is the global big day, where anytime during that whole 24-hour period, birders can go out and bird and submit their observations and checklists to eBird. And then on Sunday, the 18th of October, the global birding community is encouraging birders to take their camera or phone or sketch pad to capture moments bird watching or of birds themselves to then share with the global birding community and other birders who are participating in the big day and overall weekend. Basically, set aside uh, some time this weekend for birding and connect with your fellow birders on the eBird page, where you can then see checklists rolling in real time or on social media with the hashtags Global Bird Weekend and Global Birding. This event really comes at a great time because October is, of course, bird migration season. So you don't have to wait until the Christmas bird count or the backyard bird count in February or even the next big day next May to do a little bird blitz and connect with birders from around the world. Keep in mind that no one should be encouraged to travel for this event, particularly this year, but rather learn to get better acquainted with and excited about the birds in your backyard or local area. So to participate in the Global Big Day and Global Birding Weekend, here's what you'll need to do. First, go ahead and download the eBird app and or create an account online for you to enter your checklist data on your computer instead of on your phone. I use both. It just depends on what I have available to me when I'm out birding or whether I feel like having my phone on me when I'm out birding. In that case, I record observations in a notebook and then can enter those data into the eBird system later. But entering your observations through eBird is necessary for participating in the Global Big Day slash Global Birding Weekend event. Then register at globalbirding.org as an individual birder or as a team of birding friends. If you join in and register for the Global Birding Weekend, you'll be eligible to win different prizes, including awesome things like a pair of Swarovski binoculars, different trips, and even a year of access to the Cornell Lab of Ornithology's World of Birds website. Now that one's a really good one too. But to get access to this, you do need to register at globalbirding.org. If you're registering as an individual, that's totally fine. This year, I'm registering as an individual as well. Uh, but next year, I'm definitely going to be making a birding tools team. And this year, I'd still love for you to share your observations with me. So message me and I'd love to chat about that with you. There's some other birding podcasts that are also doing checklists as a team, including the Casual Birder podcast, so you can check those out. And ultimately, to register on your own, you just need to visit globalbirding.org and click the individual registration at the top of the page. 
The next and last way to participate in the weekend is to donate to the BirdLife International Conservation Project to stop the illegal trade in birds. All funds collected for the event will go toward this awesome cause, so even donating a small amount can help with anti-poaching efforts, including anti-poaching patrols and alternative sustainable incomes for people who may have moved away from poaching as an income source. BirdLife International is the world's largest conservation partnership connecting and coordinating national conservation organizations in over 100 different countries. I personally love BirdLife International because they do a great job at being a resource for travelers who are going to other countries. Since they're recognized in over 100 countries, they're some of the best people to reach out to about information regarding research on birds and even the best places to spot birds in those places you might not have been before. Some bird life organizations even offer bird walks at different times of year. If you feel so inclined to learn about Bird Life International and donating to help stop the illegal trade in birds, you can visit birdlife.org to make a donation to them as well. If you're wondering about the goal that the Global Bird Weekend hopes to achieve as far as birds sighted, it's 6,000 species, but I don't think that this is going to be very difficult to reach given that the May big day exceeded that number. Really, we just need to all make sure we go out and log some of the birds that we're seeing in our nearby patches during the day to contribute to that overall larger list. Personally, I'm not going to be able to spend the entire weekend birding this time as I'd like. I committed to helping out with some prescribed fires for the next handful of weekends. However, I'm still going to be taking a little bit of time at the beginning and end of the day to do my bird observations and collect a little checklist around the area where I'll be working. It's super easy for me to do this since I have the eBird app on my phone. And honestly, even if I don't have service, I can go back and log my observations and make sure they're entered in later. So this brings me to the important point that you don't have to spend the entire day birding. Don't put that pressure on yourself if you have other things you want or need to do, like going to the grocery store. Even recording observations for just 10 minutes in your backyard or a neighborhood helps with the effort of collecting bird data. Technically, you don't even have to leave your house if you want to count the birds in your yard for a set amount of time. Just set aside some time to record all the birds you see in your yard, including the kinds of birds and the number of each kind of bird. Write down the time and date that you made that recording. So if it's this weekend, you would put whatever time you're looking at those birds and you put Saturday, 17 October. And just make sure that you're positively identifying those birds before you mark them down as seen in your yard. One of the biggest issues I hear about from even seasoned birders is second-guessing themselves on a bird they're seeing. Don't be afraid to ask questions of someone who might know the bird or even take a photo of your potentially unknown bird to sit down with your field guide and identify later. What I'm going to do is I'm going to link to my free How to ID Birds guide in the podcast show notes to detail how to identify a bird by sight using the keys to bird identification. So those keys include identifying a bird by size and shape, color and pattern, behavior, and habitat and distribution, as well as song, but don't worry too much about the song portion of identification at this point if it's new to you. Of course, there's also the free Merlin Bird ID app, where you can not only identify the birds you're seeing through this easy step-by-step process, but you can also log directly the birds you're identifying in your yard into the app, which transfers the data over into your eBird account. Don't worry if you've never used eBird before or if you are new to birding. This is a great way to connect with other birders and it can be done on the most basic level, even if you're just recording the few species that you're positively identifying in your backyard, because that also positively contributes to this larger effort. 
eBird's website at eBird.org also has a comprehensive free three-hour training about how to use eBird, and that will help guide you through the utility and usefulness of eBird and how to create and manage your checklists. Really, I recommend doing this before you actually have to enter your data just so that you're up to speed on how the system works and all you have to then do is focus on recording birds. But ultimately, you'll want to make sure that you're positively identifying the birds that you're seeing, as I mentioned before, and that it's a bird you're not only watching ethically, but that you've seen with your own eyes. Not a bird that another birder told you they saw nearby or a bird that you saw in your backyard yesterday or last week or in a different place. Just record your observations for the time and date when you're birding. Record the common name and the location where the bird was seen as well. If you can get a photo of the bird, that's even better, and then you can log that information in with your eBird checklist when you submit. eBird is all about uploading checklists of birds found in the field with enough precision to put those data into the larger database. And accurate, good quality data are what positively contributes to this citizen science project. Keep track of all birds you see, including robins and rock pigeons, or whatever birds are most common in your area. This is called keeping a complete checklist, or a complete list of all the birds you've seen during the time that you've gone out birding, not just rare or uncommon birds. And I guarantee this will give you a renewed appreciation for getting to know and counting the birds you might think are common or maybe even boring, but really each of those tallies helps contribute to science. Also, just keep in mind that if you want to, you can select different times of day and submit a short checklist for different times of the day. That works too. So you can do one in the morning when you get up, as well as in the middle of the day or the end of the day too. Since it's bird migration season, birds are going to be moving through or arriving to places at different times of the day. Sometimes larger migration events will happen when winds are especially blowing from north to south in the early hours of the morning, so keep that in mind when you go out at different times of the day during migration, not just this weekend, then you might be seeing birds at different times of the day. What's also cool is that eBird tracks all your personal lists and you can summarize everything you've seen in different ways. So for example, you can arrange what you've seen into different seasons or different times of the day. You can also participate in the eBird challenge, which is submitting a checklist to eBird every day for a whole year. This is one of my New Year's resolutions. So if you're getting started with eBird now, then you'll be able to join me come January 1st. Aside from what I've already mentioned, there are some other cool things to get involved with this weekend as well. For example, on Sunday, October 18th, Cornell Lab of Ornithology's Facebook page is going to be streaming birds from 20 different locations to show what it's like to birdwatch in other locations around the world. There's nothing you need to sign up for to see the live broadcast, just go to the Facebook page, and you can even have this on in the background as you enter in checklist data. All live broadcasts are saved on the page, so don't worry if you can't show up live if the times overlap with when you were planning on going out birding. All live broadcasts are saved on the page, so don't worry if you can't show up live and if it overlaps with times when you were originally planning on going out birding, as you'll be able to watch the replay whenever you're able to. Just simply go to the Cornell Lab of Ornithology's Facebook page and look for the videos tab and they'll be archived there. Also, if you haven't already checked out eBird's hotspot map at eBird.org forward slash hotspots, this map shows areas that are popular for birders to go to log their bird checklists. 
Often locations with more checklists have higher numbers of birds listed as being cited there. And if you check out the bird checklists that have already been entered, you'll have a good sense for the kinds of information people collect and submit to eBird. The map is color-coded to show the areas where the most number of checklists have been submitted, which again often corresponds to having more birds overall observed at that particular location. If I wanted to get a checklist for a local area that might not have a downloadable printable checklist available easily online, I often head over to this map and see the list of birds that people have recorded there so far. Of course, this might not be a 100% comprehensive list of all the birds that could potentially be at that location, since it's based on the birds that people have specifically seen and heard or positively identified. So there might have been birds that were just passing through or weren't really making any noise or someone just didn't record them and they might not have actually gotten on the checklist. But either way, you'll still get a better sense of the birds you'll see there. You might even be able to log a bird that hasn't yet been added to your local birding hotspot, which is really cool. eBird is such an incredible tool, and I really encourage those who are new to birding to get started with it and see how useful it is even in continuing to grow your knowledge about the birds in your area. By the end of last year, eBird had received more than 700 million bird observations from nearly half a million birders since its creation in 2002. Talk about an incredible effort. The entire eBird dataset is freely available to download, and that freely available data helps conservation by shedding light on distributions of poorly known species and species conservation status. It's been useful in determining where migration routes are and has been essential for environmental planning purposes to keep developments out of migration routes, for example. There are a whole host of other examples and ways that people have used eBird data, and it's really just amazing. I'm so excited for you to get started on this journey and to participate in this weekend's Global Big Day and Global Bird Weekend, but also all the other birding events to come. We're one big community, and I'm so glad that we're in it together. And there you have it. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Birding Tools podcast, and I hope this material was helpful to you. To access information about the websites and freebie I mentioned in the show and the show notes, visit our website at birdingtools.com. Next week, I'll be getting into the best ways to connect with fellow birders. Of course, you've just heard me tell you all about eBird and this global event to connect birders together, but there are a bunch of other ways to meet other birders and engage with them. I've asked a big group of birders about their experiences connecting with other people who love birds, and I'll be telling you all about that next week. If you enjoyed this episode and want to get updates on the latest birding tools has to offer, subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening now. See you next time.